Hi, everybody. Uh, I'm Peter Travers. Welcome to Popcorn, where we tell you what's happening at the movies. And I'm delighted today to have Willem Dafoe back on the show, giving one of his best performances ever as Vincent Van Gogh in At Eternity's Gate. Uh, Every time I see Willem, I'm always saying that, but you are, you know? <laughs> what, you're on some kind of roll that I can't believe. I'm getting older. Ah, come I'm, on. I'm getting practice. Practice, practice. <laughs> practice, yeah. practice makes better. I know how to do this. Yeah, hey. What is it? Somebody said that you have made over 100 movies? Yeah. Let's just do the show, name them all. Oh, could God. you do it? How many could you get? I could, no, I could do it. I could do it because really? I, said, I said it before, but I kind of remember my life through the movies, that's a, like a memory aid because I can go back to the shooting of the movie and kind of think who I was with, when I, what I was thinking of, what I was worried about, what I was <laughs> aspiring to. It's really true. I can piece my personal history together from plays and movies. I guess that there could be years of therapy involved. In that. I, I'm no therapy yet, yeah. but I'm I'm always open to it. Well, if you haven't done it yet, you know you'll just need to play I one. Mean, again. The movie, I know the movies aren't really therapy, but uh, they sure they sure help. I, they sure help. They, they do. I mean, to play all of this. I mean, here in At Eternity's Gate. And, you know, I don't want to make light of this because to me, it's, I see a lot of movies and I see movies about artists mm-hmm. and it's always based on this thing. I say, that guy could paint. You know, uh-huh. that dude was talented. Here, you and how you and Julian Schnabel create this is that we're kind of inside Van Gogh. He, J- J- Julian, the way he set it up, the way he sh- shoots it, the way the text is, you're really with Van Gogh. And also... Uh, I paint. You see uh, me painting. I do paint in real time in the movie. And it's not just a stunt. And it wasn't, for me, it was a key to the character. But I think what was special about this movie is often when you have a movie about an artist or a dancer or a singer, yes, the actor learns these things or they get doubled or whatever. Mm -hmm. But the movie's never really about what they do. It's about the psycho, it's a psychological portrait that kind of explains who they are normally. This is really very much focused. It doesn't try to explain Van Gogh. It, it puts you, makes you see through his eyes and uh, concentrates on the art, I think, on, on the actual making of the art and uh, how he's uh, getting through day to day. So that's a very concrete thing to work on. But daunting. I mean, you know, there you are, <laughs> and the Jewish novel saying to you, you know what, Well, you're going to actually paint, mm. <laughs> this is Vincent van Gogh, and there's a scene early in the movie where, you know, he's, he's gone to the south of France, and he sits there, and he takes off his shoes, and he paints them. That's a key scene, because I basically painted that in real time. Mm. Now... It's not cut in real time because that probably would be a little tedious. Yeah, it would be but, the whole movie. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's true. But, but it's, it's useful because you see, it's, it's so instructive. It is, it is to me even doing it, you know? You see how a series of marks come together to make a painting. <laughs> and it's interesting also because for a long time the painting looks quite bad. The colors aren't right. It does, it, you, you, don't, you think, ooh, this is not a good painting. And then all of a sudden, for my, for my eye anyway, it becomes something. And it's not a good likeness of the shoes, but it captures the quality of the shoes. And that's something that uh, 
Van Gogh talks a lot, lot about, you know, a, a reality that's, you know, greater than reality. So he appreciated that with art, with painting, you can go beyond what, you know, the surface of things and you can uh, really contact the origin of things, where it's going, where it's coming from, you know, put your finger on the pulse. It's like a spiritual impulse because he painted a lot in nature and uh, through nature, he, you know, saw God, really. That scene, which is handheld and everything, where you're just walking through mm -hmm. the woods, yeah. and you see the light. He That's sees the light and he good. goes, wow, this is the coolest thing ever, you know? <laughs> yeah, you don't, we don't picture Van Gogh as this happy guy, and it's not that he doesn't have his moments no. of depression, but there's a joy in it. Because he's connected uh, to what he's doing, and he loses himself in what he's doing in a very positive way. Uh, this is toward the end of his life. He was very productive. He was painting almost a painting a day. He was turned on, you know. He, I think it was what it was, 75 paintings in 80 days. That's correct. Yeah, that's yeah. The, 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 those numbers are <laughs> so shocking to and me. And some of his greatest paintings. Indeed, yeah. um, so he did, his, part of his problem was how to reconcile this ecstasy, this joy, this contact with a, a vision that he was saying of the world that he wanted to share. How does he share that? Because socially he was very awkward. Career-wise he was, you know, sort of stuck and isolated. Um, so that was part of the challenge. But he also talked a lot about the value of sadness. You know, he talked about melancholy being a fine gold. He talked about, I, when I say talked, he wrote in his letters, these letters that he wrote to his brother. He said many things that were very um, inspirational. And he didn't push away unpleasant things. He, he believed that even, you know, he would say like, sadness doesn't harm you. It can actually give you a holier eye, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so that was his way. And I think that often gets flipped and he kind of gets frozen as this tortured artist, like you have to be in pain to make art. He accepted the pain and uh, overcame it. Now, a lot of people talk about the ear and, and uh, the apparent suicide, mm -hmm. but you read his letters and there's a lot of joy in what he was doing. There's something very unique about you playing this and being directed by Julian Schnabel, who is a painter, who understands this kind of thing from the inside as well, and that you take it outside so that we're, we're seeing it as if that. What was, what was this collaboration between you and Julian like? You know, I became a part of him. I became an extension of him. Mm -hmm. um, a lot had to do with him teaching me how to paint. It starts out very simply, you know, practically. How to hold a brush, how to <laughs> mix the paints, um, some technique, technical things. But deeply, what it, he made me see differently. And he shared his way of looking. Not only his way of looking as a painter himself, but also what he imagined Van Gogh, you know, <laughs> was thinking or how Van Gogh saw. That's... That's how you have to approach, that's all you got. That's how you have to approach the uh, film. It's a personal film. And Julian's been thinking about Van Gogh all his life. So he, and he's a very, he's not only a great painter, he's a great filmmaker. So it was a, he was a great source. And I basically listened to him, took on his point of view, 
practiced the painting, and then after a while we almost became the same person. I became an extension of him. And I love that when that happens, that kind of collaboration. Well, it's kind of ballsy too, isn't it, for you <laughs> to be painting this? Because if people are purists yeah. of that and they see, say, the shoes, it doesn't look like what the shoes really does look like if you go to see it. It's that the spirit of it that's there. Were you guys worried that uh, you would have people come after you and say, how dare you do this? Um, not specifically. I wanted to paint well. I wanted those shoes to be, to be a good painting. painting. <laughs> that was important. <laughs> Not to be a good likeness, you know? Um, and that's, you know, that's a very basic thing about where, you know, we're in, living in a photographic age. So, you know, there's still a prejudice when you don't train your eye or you don't liberate your eye. Mm -hmm. People are very much about, hey, that doesn't look like it looks in real yeah. life, you know? But that's not painting. That's mm -hmm. not art, you know? Um, so the fact that I'm not making perfect copies of these famous paintings doesn't matter as long as what I'm doing helps bring you into a, a kind of presentness of the painting that the real Van Goghs certainly have hundreds of years after they were made. Mm -hmm. And that's, it's all about finding the enduring thing and something that's temporal, you know? <laughs> and that's, that's, it doesn't have to be um, definitely a good copy, you know what I mean? As long as it has the spirit. Did you paint before? Is this something yes, you dabbled in? Just a little bit. And, in? and to live and die in L.A., just as a you know, character exploration oh, thing, that character was a painter. But more to the point, he was a counterfeiter and a killer. Yeah. So that <laughs> was, killer. That was more painted. what I concentrated yeah. on. <laughs> right. um, so I did paint, and I enjoyed it, but it wasn't the same kind of training, and I didn't have a, a great painter teaching me. I mean, it was very important uh, how Julian taught me. I mean, I started to take on, you know, I started to take on his impulses or try to learn, you know, how he would approach things. And it was, um, you know, it was a very intuitive thing. I, I just had to give over to his, his way, and I, I loved it because the painting was fun. Have you continued to do it? It's hard. Oh, come on. Listen, I'm... <laughs> I know, you have 100 I'm, movies on your resume. I'm working, right. I love to work. Heading for 200 And now. 12, yeah, why not? Why <laughs> I don't not, see Peter? any reason why not. No, <laughs> Help I me think here. it's a great idea. Here. Did you watch any of the other movies about uh, Vincent? Not when I knew I was going to do this. I had seen two of them. I, someone told me there's 17. There's a lot of them. There's 17. I mean, we, all, we remember Kurt Douglas in Kurt Lust Douglas, for Life. I had seen that when I was young. Uh, and I remember I was a fan of Robert Altman, and also I, I liked Tim Roth very much as mm -hmm. an actor, so I remember seeing um, uh, Vincent and, and Theo. Mm -hmm. huh? But I, I, it's not like I forgot those movies, but I wasn't thinking about them when I was making this movie. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, you just erase everything. Sort of. I mean, you have to, you know, create your own experience. And I, I find that when you're making a movie, it's like, it's like what you eat, you know. What you put in here is going to come out, you know, is going to stay until you get it out. So when I'm making a movie, what I'm putting in there, I just want to be good for the movie. I feel like if I'm watching other movies, it's a, it's a kind of distraction while I'm doing it. Well... 
but what you're doing too in terms of the look, you look like him. I never thought so, but it doesn't matter. But it happens yeah, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no. it does because he, he did those self-portraits. He did what was there. And there's it's not an exact thing, just no. like you described the painting. Yes, yes. But it's enough to... You're older than he was? Yeah. But I mean, he was dead what when he was... He was 37. Seven, yeah. But when we started, I, I was curious. I thought, 37? He looks pretty beat up. That was quite a surprise. <laughs> and he had a whole life before he started painting. He tried many things. I looked up the life expectancy of a male in 1890s France, mm -hmm. 41 years old. Mm. So he was at the end of his life, life, really. And also he was an absent drinker. He, he you know, lived in poverty a lot of his life. He had a rough life. Um, so it's not a stretch. And also, I mean, I'm just saying that today's 70, I'm not 70, mm -hmm. but today's 70 mm -hmm. was, you know, 19th century 40 mm -hmm. really as far as the span of your life and also he was at a point in his letters you can understand that he's he's dealing with death all the time in his mind you know he talks about you know he says and this is one evidence that maybe he didn't suicide he said uh, you know I do not wish for death but if it comes I will accept it so he's thinking about death a lot so well, he even has that. He's line. not your know. normal thirty-seven-year-old it, it, living in <laughs> two thousand eighteen. You know what I mean? No, it's not. But he he also has a line, and I don't know if it's from the letters or anything, saying that maybe he isn't his work in art isn't made for the people that maybe they're not born yet. The right. people that are going to appreciate right. him. I don't think he said that. that. I think that's invented. invented. But you get the idea. Yeah. He did say other things like, don't laugh at any movement in art because 10 years later, everybody would be bowing to it, you know? So he understood that things come and fall in and out of favor. Well, we see it I? with movie all, all the time. You know, sometimes movies are released at a time and, and they get a very poor reception and then they have a second life mm -hmm. someplace else and then they, they last. Other movies are great, you know, are received popularly and critically and then they're totally forgotten and you go back to them and they don't hold up. Mm. What you do, acting, mm -hmm. and what you just said about working with Julian Schnabel, mm -hmm. whether you're do, working with Sean Baker on the Florida Project yeah. it, and everybody else that's on that, it's a real collaborative thing even though it's you yes. doing this. Yeah. Van Gogh had a, an empty canvas yes. and his brushes. Right. And whatever he was thinking, he didn't have any of that. The loneliness of it. Do you feel when you were starting to lonely as an actor? No, because, you know, I, I come from the theater and uh, for many years, for almost 30 years, 27 years, I was with a theater company. Mm -hmm. And whenever I wasn't on a set, mm -hmm. I always had this, I was always going to the theater every day, you know, either making something or performing at night. So I had this community of people. So... I've always been kind of social, and whether it's a movie or, or a, a, a theater piece or a theater company, you have a little family around you. So I've never felt lonely. Although, I must say, on this film, to be in Arles in the winter, to be my, by myself, my wife wasn't with me for mm -hmm. any of the shooting, um, was quite lonely. And it was a French crew. Um, and I was isolated, I was living apart, and I was painting. So it's not something that I did as a method thing, it just was the way. 
I had Julian and, and um, you know, uh, some other people. Uh, but there was a loneliness to it. And uh, uh, also the, the, uh, the film is built that way. Uh, sometimes Benoit and I would just go out. Uh, the Benoit, DP, the yeah, DP. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just go out and discuss what it is. No discussion, do. Do. We'll go in that field. The one uh, real key scene very early where you see me eat the dirt. <laughs> you know? Um, I'm sure you that did That was it. an improvisation. Yeah. And I felt very connected. Uh, it sounds out of context. I shouldn't have said that on the show because it's <laughs> out of context. It sounds goofy. But there was something very connected about being in that field and something I was moved by that experience. And it, the camera was with me. It recorded that thing that happened to me. Mm -hmm. And even though the film is structured, you know, you have these landscapes and then you have these very formal conversations, you know, these big heads. Um, Julian was very clear about what he was doing, but inside the structure, there was a looseness there that I, I really loved, that I could have the story and the words and the experience of painting work on me and the camera's right there with me. It's a very subjective camera. So hopefully the audience, it's very first person. They're with me as I'm experiencing this. Well, they are. Yeah. And I think that's what's really special about it. You know, Willem, that we always end in song. Oh, yeah. So I, I want to know basically mm. what uh, you think of Van Gogh was humming when he was out in the wheat fields. What, do you think that music was ever a part of who he was? It's funny. Um, it never occurred to me. <laughs> and when I was making the film, I, didn't lis I wasn't listening to music at all. I don't want to be cute, <laughs> but the music of nature, when you're out, you know, the wind is singing, the trees are talking, you know. It was very so much that experience. you're going to do wind and trees for me? I'm not going to do wind. Oh, come on. I, 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 I thought that was like such I'll a just sing idea. a song for you. I know you ask for <laughs> See, these songs. I'm prepared. I always ask for these songs. Yeah. Okay. okay. It doesn't have to be what Vincent okay. was. It's not Don McLean doing his Vincent. Uh, starry, no. starry <laughs> night. No. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I, okay. I did mm -hmm. think of a couple, and I can't decide. Beautiful Katie... Mm -hmm. Or, or, um, no, uh, if I had wings like Noah's dove, I'd fly away to the one I love. Fare thee well, oh honey, fare thee well. I combined two songs. You did. There. You did. It was very Van Gogh of you, you know? He <laughs> combined. Let me try two again. If, no. Oh, no. If I had the wings of an angel, over these prison walls I would fly. I'd fly to the arms of my darling, and there I would gladly die. Well, it ended in death. <laughs> but it, was, it all ends in death, It only ends in death. Everything does. 